story four of the human boy again by eden philpotts this librivox recording is in the public domain story four the tiger's tale one curiously enough a very curious thing happened to the other foreign curiosity that johnson maximus sent to dr dunstan you may remember that johnson who is in the merchant service brought the doctor home a parrot and a tiger's skin and that strange things overtook the parrot especially after death well strange things also overtook the bengal tiger skin owing to me and freckles and smith i am macmullen and the real name of freckles was maine and he came from australia and had a great ambition to be a bush ranger in course of time and revive the practice of bush ranging in new south wales among other things that he had was an important bowie knife the same the chinese boy tinling chow borrowed to commit harry Carey with and failed well with his great feeling for sport freckles naturally felt a good deal of interest in the tiger skin and often went to look at it in the doctor's study it was a good one no doubt white and yellow and black with a long tail and a very fine head in this head were glass eyes like life and the mouth was open and pink with terrific teeth worn smooth where the tiger had chewed his prey then there came to merivale a kid called smith he was very small but pretty solid and rather decent and keen as mustard and fiery in colour too it's a rum thing with boys that some get chums with the greatest ease and some never do and also the boys who often want to make chums never do for some reason or other but this kid soon made chums though i couldn't tell you why of course he was nothing to me because i'm thirteen in fact nearly fourteen but for a chap just ten he was all right and other chaps of his own age found him interesting he had a lot of rather peculiar knowledge gathered up from his father who was a very learned man and wrote books for libraries and he believed in heathen charms and old sayings and remembered many queer things that his father had told him he wanted to be the caretaker of a museum some day but he said that he hoped to be allowed to travel round the world first like darwin did and see dwarfs and giants and write books and shoot a few specimens of different things not often heard of of course he went through the ordinary adventures of new boys at merivale and it was in the matter of the kid test that he became so generally known as a kid out of the common there is just beyond the cricket ground and before you come to the wood a huge clump of rhododendrons that is covered with purple flowers in may it is just the sort of place that a wild beast would choose for its lair if there were wild beasts at merivale and it was a regular thing with kids to tell them that a savage animal did live there and only came out at night this beast was a test of the pluck of new kids and the new kid who would walk past the rhododendrons after dark alone was considered to be all right of course something was done to make it seem more terrible and in fact till he left john batson the gardener's boy was always told to hide in the rhododendrons and shake the bushes and growl when a test was being made this he did very well having a chronical sore throat and a very harsh and growling voice like a ferocious beast 
but he had to go owing to some row with the servants and the new gardener's boy could only squeak and was useless for the test generally however somebody in the fifth could be got and for some time freckles kindly obliged when a test had to be made it amused him and he growled very fairly well and could also imitate wolves in a state of hunger which he had once heard at a menagerie well young smith was told about the mystery of the rhododendron bed and seemed more interested than frightened hasn't anybody ever seen the thing he asked no answered steggles who was there the sound it makes is so frightful that chaps generally run for their lives and never wait to see it smith was very keen about it i wish my father would come up and hear it he said the point is exclaimed freckles that each kid must go past alone it only growls for kids and doesn't growl for grown-up people it is a test of bravery there are chaps here still who have never been brave enough to pass after the first growl they were chaps who turned out quite brave in every other way too what have i to do asked smith you've got to walk out on an appointed night after evening school and go round the rhododendron bed twice no matter what happens it is a winter beast and is never heard in the summer so it is a winter test you've just come in time for it exclaimed fowle who was also there smith had been at merivale about a fortnight when he was asked to undergo the great kid test he thought a bit after this speech from fowle then he asked a question and what do you think the creature is well, nobody knows said fowle of course if that was really known something might be done it ought to be shot said smith but gideon thought not they all pretended to be serious and smith quite believed the story because he was very young in fact only one kid had ever refused to believe it no declared gideon it may be the only beast of its kind in the world and to shoot it would be a thousand pities then it ought to be photographed said smith impossible because nobody ever sees it answered steggles that's no reason said smith it might be done with runken rays which shows what a clever kid he was though so ready to believe this rot about the beast one person did see it however said fowle and that was montgomery who went into a bank last term and it left a great impression upon him what did he say it looked like asked smith a sort of thing between a tiger and a donkey answered fowle very seriously rum said smith it might belong to the zebra family zebras don't growl said freckles more they do admitted smith they bray then he went on to tell us some things about zebras that we didn't know ourselves if it could be killed it would be a good thing said smith and the chap who did it would have a very precious charm because the skin or part of the skin of a savage beast is a very tremendous charm to the man or boy who gets it the boringos my father said at least i think they were boringos or if not kinnatus or some other tribe always wear the skin of a fierce beast next their own skin and by so doing get the fierceness of the beast into themselves and so nobody ever interferes with them and they always have the most remarkable luck and live to a great age so this fierce beast would be a good chance you might have a dash at it said freckles though he could hardly help laughing if you killed it and skinned it and wore a bit of the skin it would be a fine thing for you 
yes it would admitted smith i'd risk a good deal but i've got nothing to kill anything with except a catapult and of course that's no good against a fierce and growling beast everybody laughed but young smith was as serious as possible if anybody would lend me a decent knife i'll have a go he said you'll be frightened when you hear its dreadful sound declared fowl i was and i'm never ashamed to say so very likely i might be admitted smith but often a jolly good thing has been done by a man who was in funk at the time and i'd have a dash anyhow because i think if i succeeded and got a charm that would last for a lifetime i'll lend you my well-known bowie knife if you'll be careful of it said freckles with that he took it out of his pocket where it hangs suspended by a lanyard so that freckles can get it in a moment in time of need when he goes on his hunting expeditions on half-holidays young smith thanked him frightfully and took the knife it's just been sharpened for me by the gardener explained freckles it can pretty well cut hair so you'd better be careful and smith promised he would be then it was decided that the test should take place that evening before evening prep it was a good day to choose because the doctor and mrs dunstan were going out to dinner somewhere and we always felt a sort of feeling of more freedom at such times when the kid had gone i warned freckles that he might be doing a dangerous thing but he laughed and said not then steggles had one of his terrific ideas that nobody gets but steggles and he said what a lark it would be if we could fake up a fierce beast and make it come out of the roto bed just as you let off a frightful yell freckles of course freckles admitted it would with some kids one couldn't dare he said such a thing happening to mathers for instance would certainly make him go dotty forever but this kid doesn't know what fear is it would be a lark to see what he'd do you'd better be pretty careful or he'll stab you said gideon he's jolly quick and you'd look rather a fool if a new kid went and ran you through with your own bowie knife so i should admitted freckles but i'm not afraid you forget my great power of seeing in the dark i'm jolly near as good as a cat at it then i suddenly had the most awfully fine idea apart from machinery that ever i did have little did i know what would happen but still looking back it is only fair to me to admit the awful fineness of the idea i said the doctor being out couldn't we get the tiger rug and stuff it with pillows and stick it up on four cricket stumps just round the corner of the roto bed then where we are all hidden behind the pavilion we see the fun and after it's over and the kid has bolted we can take the skin back freckles whistled and steggles asked did you think of this all by yourself macmullen and i said certainly i did but gideon thought it wouldn't do in his excitement he might actually stab the skin he said and that would lessen the value of it a great deal the doctor would be frightfully annoyed not that that matters said steggles no admitted gideon not to us but a treasure is a treasure and just for the sake of swizzling a kid it seems a pity to spoil a valuable tiger skin worth three or four pounds at least and perhaps more however we didn't look at it in that light steggles and freckles were a great deal taken with the idea and fowl who was something of an artist or thought he was promised to make the tiger skin look alive if somebody else got it of course he wouldn't have run the risk of taking it such an utter footling coward as him no more would steggles 
i and freckles both wanted to have the honour of getting it and i argued that as the idea was mine i ought to be allowed to do this but freckles said that as a much more experienced hand at adventures and dangers than me he must do it he said if it was machinery mac i should say nothing but for breaking rules and doing daring things after dark you are not in it with me which was true so he got the rug and was late for prayers in consequence but when briggs reads prayers instead of the doctor many are late because briggs is short-sighted besides the other masters generally don't come at all when briggs reads them though they never dare to stop away when the doctor does anyhow freckles got the rug and fowl with some cricket pads and thompson's bicycle faked up a most extraordinary and hideous monster looking out of the rhododendrons it glared through its glass eyes and seemed ready to spring and its tail was stretched into the path with the point as it were wagging like a cat wags her tail when she's in a bait even before dusk it looked terrible but much more so when it began to get dark then the time came and we hid behind the edge of the pavilion and freckles practised a growl or two and got into the rodo bed and steggles found young smith and told him the time for the test had come steggles said the playground is quite empty now and i see the rhododendrons bending in the middle so the beast is evidently there you'd better be quick and go and get it over twice round mind smith was pale but firm one thing he said the chap called fowl has been trying to funk me all the afternoon and he says the beast has killed two boys in its time and that they were both red-haired boys of course if that's true it is rather serious me being red-haired you needn't mind what fowl says answered steggles he never passed the test at all i remember when he came as a kid the nastiest kid that ever did come for that matter he is a coward to the backbone and would rather have paid away his pocket money for the whole of the term than go through the test so i was told said smith and i told him he was a coward and i didn't care for him trying to funk me all the time if it really and truly killed two boys with red hair it didn't replied steggles on my word of honour it didn't it feeds on poultry i believe and nobody can really prove that it ever killed a boy you must show what you're made of and you'll soon find you've got good friends up in the fifth form including me myself as for fowl since travers licked him with one hand tied behind him and since johnson found the name of maud written thirty-two times in various letterings on his blotting paper nobody has cared to be seen with him he can draw angels with wings fairly well though nobody wants them when they are drawn and that's all he can do but sneak and tell lies and be a cur in general so smith was comforted and took out the bowie knife lent him by freckles and went off as he supposed into the empty playground but there were at least twenty chaps hidden there to see what he would make of the beast that fowl and freckles and i had set up two 
well young smith came boldly on and only stopped when freckles gave his first growl then the kid stood still and then he pulled out the bowie knife and opened it he evidently felt that it would be better to do the deed pretty quick before he had time to think about it so despite the sounds and howls of freckles he dashed round at his best pace and was actually past the beast before he had grasped the horror of it but he knew it all right and he told me afterwards that the moment he saw it he began to stream with perspiration strangely enough though the night was jolly cold he also said that there came a very strange feeling in the pit of his stomach but he couldn't be sure whether he felt frightfully hungry or merely that he was going to be sick he waited a moment before making the second dash round and we could see him dimly panting and his breath going into the air like steam at the same moment the bell also rang but nobody went immediately because we wanted to see if smith would face the beast again freckles now began to imitate wolves in a state of hunger and steggles bet me sixpence that smith wouldn't go round again but of course nobody but new boys who don't know him ever bets with steggles as he has never been known to pay when he loses so i took no notice then smith dashed round again and we were just going to come out and rot him about it and cheer him for passing the test when he did a thing of the most astonishing character he seemed now to have got a little accustomed to the horror of the beast and he suddenly crept towards it with the bowie knife of freckles ready to strike he regularly stalked it like a hunter stalks his prey and freckles who was hidden just behind the beast growled and roared all he could but i think he roared rather nervously for the kid looked frightfully keen and evidently meant to have a dash at the beast whatever happened we were just going to rush out and stop him but he didn't give us time he suddenly screamed very loudly partly to keep up his own courage and partly to distract the beast and then he dashed forward and stooped down and cut the creature's tail off at a blow he then leapt aside very cunningly to avoid its spring as he told me afterwards but of course it didn't spring but only glared a moment later smith was flying for his life with the tail as if this wasn't curious enough still stranger things happened afterwards because the next difficulty was what to do about it in fact after young smith had hooked it with the tail of the doctor's tiger skin the rest of us looked rather fools of course the first thing to do was to get the skin back into the study and this freckles did and the next thing to do was to get the tail back from smith and this fowl who was monitor in smith's dormitory promised to do that night but smith wouldn't give it up he had most carefully hidden it and absolutely refused to give it to anybody the next day freckles and steggles and i had smith before us in the gym and asked for an explanation we told him all about the test and applauded him for his bravery but explained that the tail he had cut off belonged to dr dunstan's tiger skin and that its loss would make an awful row in the school and very likely end in his being expelled then he said that dr dunstan couldn't expel him because he wouldn't know he had had anything to do with the tail which was true besides the doctor being so blind it might be a long time before he discovered the tail was gone then smith argued jolly well for a kid 
he said that for all he knew the beast that we had made was a live and furious and dangerous beast therefore his bravery in cutting the tail off single-handed with a bowie knife was just as great as if it had been alive freckles admitted this he said that the bravery of smith was undoubtedly immense and that so far as that went he richly deserved to keep the tail he even said that if he could have spared it he would have given smith the famous bowie knife but of course he could not do this for it was his most important arm in all his own adventures when he practised to become a bushranger then steggles asked smith what he had done with the tail and smith made us promise faithfully not to tell and we did so then he said he was wearing it next his skin round his stomach in fact and always should do so for the rest of his life if it worked well he said it's awfully uncomfortable and scratches something frightful but that's a mere nothing to the advantages i didn't of course kill the tiger but in a way i might have and anyhow i thought it was alive and i'm going to give it a fair trial i asked him what he expected the tiger's tail would do for him and he said make me fierce by rights the fierceness of the tiger ought to go straight into me and i ought to fear nothing in the same way that the tiger when it was alive feared nothing but as i didn't actually kill the tiger of course it may not work as i hope he assured us solemnly that he believed the beast was alive when he dashed at it and cut its tail off and he also assured us that he had never seen the doctor's tiger-skin and did not so much as know that he had a tiger-skin and we believed him and let him keep the tail steggles however warned young smith of one thing he said be jolly careful that fowl doesn't see it when you're getting up or going to bed or very likely he'll sneak he hates you already for scoring off him so mind you hide it from him smith naturally thanked steggles a good deal for this kind advice and said that he would be cautious and that he already hated fowl a good deal and that if he really did become fierce pretty soon fowl would be the first to know it so there the thing was left and when the doctor found that his tiger's tail was gone which he did do owing to one of his daughters pointing it out nobody knew anything at all about it the doctor made far more fuss than we expected and was bitterly hurt over the loss and seemed to be inclined to expel everybody because nobody would confess but of course from the business point of view he couldn't do that because as gideon said his occupation would have been over and it might have taken many years for him to collect together one hundred and three boys again gideon also said that the competition was fearful among schoolmasters and expelling was quite a thing of the past owing to the difficulty of getting new ones then came the tremendous end of the whole business and such fierceness as young smith had managed to get after wearing the tiger's tail for three days was as nothing to the fierceness of the doctor when he found it out it burst upon us on a half-holiday and the half-holiday as such was ruined by it after saying grace at dinner dr dunstan told the school to be in chapel every boy at half-past two leave was stopped and only the football team which played a match that afternoon was allowed to go everybody had theories during dinner but nobody was right or anything like right 
we noticed that the doctor seemed thundery and that he looked sometimes very fixedly at the bottom of the table where mr mannering the underest master of the lot though a blue presided over the dinner of the lower school then we went into chapel and those interested in the tiger's tail were all there except freckles who is in the footer eleven boys said the doctor i have received an anonymous letter and if any among you should be in doubt of the meaning of that word i may tell you that it is derived from the greek ah and onoma signifying without a name or nameless the letter is in fact unsigned now in the ordinary course of events i should disdain to notice such a communication as i remarked during a newspaper controversy in eighty two to an agnostic writer who propounded infamous opinions and hid himself behind the nom de plume of lucretius the man who fears to proclaim himself and lacks the courage of his own views ipso facto places himself beneath the notice of any serious antagonist the discussion which verged on the acrimonious and to which two bishops contributed was protracted through august and the early part of september then having proved my points to the satisfaction of all religious men i withdrew from the debate that however is not what you are here to know and indeed happened many years before any among you was born what will more directly interest you is this that for once i have decided to give weight to my nameless correspondence communication it is brief and printed in capital letters i shall rehearse it to you then he read out these remarkable words dear sir the tiger's tail is worn by smith next his skin under his vest that is all continued dr dunstan there is no clue either to the sender or to his object in conveying this astounding information to me concerning him i shall make researches anon when we have proved the truth or falsity of his statement but for the present we are concerned with the name of smith now the name of smith may not be familiar to many among you i find that smith is a newcomer he has been at merivale only since the beginning of this term he is very young and unusually ignorant but he is not too young and not too ignorant to know the meaning of such simple and straightforward anglo-saxon as i am in the habit of employing when i address my boys he is aware that i have a tiger's skin and that this interesting relic is dear to me as the gift of one who distinguished himself within these walls and carried the moral lessons and even a little of the scholastic erudition of merivale school into the larger life beyond when he went down to the sea in ships huxley smith is also aware that this integument has been mutilated by some senseless and wicked hand then let him come forward and tell us more if indeed he knows more than we all know let him step before me and explain the significance of these words from a nameless source i hope with all my heart that he may proclaim them false and what is more approve them false for huxley smith's father is a very distinguished and learned gentleman and a fellow of the royal society it is impossible too highly to esteem his discoveries and surmises respecting the customs of the ancients such a man puts truth before all things such a man will be cut to the heart if his offspring should prove other than honest and upright come hither huxley smith so smith went and jolly cheap he looked 
his face turned the colour of gooseberry fool and his hair seemed to become many shades redder than usual as he walked up the chapel he was naturally small and he seemed much smaller than he was owing to walking up the chapel all alone speak said the doctor and address your remarks to me do you or do you not know what has become of the caudal appendage of my tiger-skin yes i do sir replied smith you do sir then why when i invited information on this subject did you deny it to me smith did not reply to this question he merely said i cut off the tiger's tail sir in a moment of great excitement and having once got it i thought i'd keep it well may you have been excited sir at the instant of such an outrage and what next sir asked the doctor the whole of the upper part of his body began to lift in a lump as it always did when he got worked into a rage next sir i decided to wear it round my waist and will you be so good as to enlighten us as to the reason for this extraordinary decision the baringos do it sir or else the kinnatoos my father told me that they baringo sir kinnatoos sir what are the baringos to you wretched youth or the kinnatoos either because certain heathen nations as yet far from the light indulge in gross superstition for their own benighted ends and credit inanimate objects with imaginary virtues and grotesque qualities which we who are civilized know right well that they do not possess because these things are so is that any reason why a christian boy in a christian school should seek to emulate their misguided credulity the question before us is not why the baringos do these things but why you cut off my tiger's tail sir and wore it around your person to get fierce sir said smith the doctor simply heaved in his indignation to get fierce sir he said repeating smith's words in a tone of helpless despair yes please sir with luck the fierceness of the tiger ought to go into me explained smith this is almost too much said dr dunstan because i thought that to be as fierce as a bengal tiger would be useful sir smith ventured to say silence sir roared the doctor in such a tremendous tone of voice that steggles whispered to me the doctor himself must have been wearing about a dozen tigers tail all his life and how dare you want to be fierce sir went on the doctor you come among us a child from a christian home an inexperienced and ignorant youth and yet at ten for that is your age huxley smith you develop a disgraceful yearning to deteriorate from the state of civilization to which you were born you debase your intellect and your morality by deliberate efforts to become demoralized you seek to take a retrograde step and recover the ferocity of primitive or as we say preadamite humanity you have striven to acquire the physical brutality of paleolithic man sir and worse far worse you deliberately endeavour to impress upon your nature the disgusting attributes of one of the most pestilential animals that an inscrutable providence has created and let loose upon this planet 
he who could seek to secure the attributes of the tiger huxley smith must already possess the potentialities of the wild ass never in the whole course of my scholastic experience have i met anything quite so painful as this depravity in a child of ten shed no tears sir went on the doctor the time has not yet come for tears because smith was blubbing a good deal at this dreadful view the doctor had taken of him of course he didn't understand a word of it and that made it all the worse and where is my tiger's tail now sir finally asked dr dunstan on sir answered smith humbly then it had better be taken off sir said dunstan and he roared again divest yourself of your upper attire wretched boy let this lesson not be lost on the least among you take off your clothes sir so that one and all of us shall be warned what evil instincts may and do still mar human nature in the most unexpected quarters i mourn for your accomplished father smith and still more for your poor mother it was none too soon that they sent you into my care young though you be go and stand beside the fire sir that the ordeal may not physically injure you the kid went to the chapel fire which always burns in winter and took off his coat and his waistcoat his collar and his tie and his shirt and his vest under the vest fastened round pretty tight just below his ribs was the tiger's tail he looked awfully rum like this and still cried a bit a few chaps including several of the six laughed out loud at the appearance of smith and the tale but the doctor soon shut them up silence silence he shouted out this is no laughing matter main and you trelawney and you cornwallis major we ought to weep rather than laugh here is sortilege necromancy black art in our midst here we find a boy permeated with a with the fetishism the thaumaturgy the demonology of the savage and the cannibal and what is more astounding still we find him at merivale take off that tail sir smith undid the tail and took it off there was a bright red mark all around his white body and i should think the tail must have given him a pretty good doing a tiger's hair is undoubtedly scratchy which applied to a tender part of the human frame like the stomach and perhaps savages know this and that is really the reason why they wear them because nobody who kept a tiger's tail under his clothes for any length of time could help getting fairly snappy if not actually fierce the doctor ordered me to bring him the tail because i happened to be near and he caught my eye this i did and meantime smith got back into his clothes then the doctor told the school it could go about its business all but the culprit and he marched away solemnly and slowly with smith and the tail the tail was very skilfully sewn back into the original place and nobody who did not know the truth could have guessed at what had happened to it and smith told us afterwards that dunstan talked to him till tea-time and then suddenly reminded of the hour by the bell flogged him but very slightly it is always a hopeful sign if the doctor begins a row with talk and the longer he talks the less painful is the end but if he begins with the licking and talks afterwards it is bad and adding insult to injury as steggles says one thing may be worth mentioning 
the doctor never asked for details so smith never gave him any and as old dunston never heard about what freckles did or i did we escaped intact this made what smith had done seem far worse than it was of course we richly rewarded the kid for being such a jolly good plucked one and gave him many a thing worth having and we also made it up pretty thoroughly to fowle for writing the anonymous letter to the doctor it proved to be him because nobody else in the dormitory ever kept awake after everybody else was asleep which was in itself a beastly mean thing to do and we made him finally confess that he had spotted the tail with the help of a chinese torture that tin lin chow had shown us we made him confess it is beautifully simple and a kid can do it and when fowle confessed at the first twinge and said he did it for revenge because young smith had cheeked him in front of about twenty chaps we felt that he was beneath a fine thing like a chinese torture and just kicked the calves of his legs for a little while and then arranged as a punishment for the whole school to send him to coventry for a week which was done End of story four.